0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today by Lori Lindsay, former US international midfielder on today's episode. We've got a couple news and notes to touch on before we go into a midweek preview. Heavy midweek match week for NWSL, not just one, not just two or three, but four games to get through and make some picks and talk about a little bit before we take some deep dives into everything a quick reminder to everyone joining us to watch all of our attacking third episodes previews recaps interviews on youtube you can subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third Lori, we're back at it buddy
1: (laughs) yeah great to see you (laughs)
0: <laughs> how are you, you doing this morning
1: i mean great I, I feel like i just saw you which i did so here we
0: uh, are you. <laughs> listen uh it's i said not not just one not just two not just three you know games i feel that way about attacking third when we do our episodes That's every it. week it's like yeah, not it's just that. one not just two sometimes three, three four or five episodes a week <laughs> we like to mix it up and keep it interesting here at attacking third uh you listen we got to I wasn't too sure if you and I were going to hop on today and have some news to to chat about, but, but we do some player movement and some, some interesting uh, news drops from uh, some clubs throughout the early part of this week. And I, I almost feel a little bit bad because, you know, Lisa's not here, she's on vacation, still not going to be able to react to some of these things. I'm curious about some of her, her thoughts, but I'm going to ask you, we, we saw to kick off this week, there were some transfer rumors. There were some rumors uh, with Olympic Leon about, hey, they, they, they're they going to need uh, a new defender in place and in light of losing Mbok to, to an injury, who can they get to fulfill this role? What's going to happen? And there were some rumors floating around about some connections to, to NWSL, and then it was announced on Monday that center back uh, Vanessa Gio will actually go on loan to mm-hmm. Lyon through – uh, June 2023. And in the meantime, Angel City FC is going to retain her rights and essentially has extended her contract in this side of the pond through December of 2023. So, thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I was a little bit shocked because I thought one of the main reasons why she wasn't playing is because she was injured. So, um, and it, it does sound like she is, but um, sounds like it's mutual. And I'm obviously a big fan of like um, players going to, and trying out new environments where they want to. So it sounds like a good move for, for Vanessa Gill. And also with Angel City, I think, um, retaining her rights, but they have you know Paige Nielsen, uh, Megan Reed who has stepped in throughout this entire season, then you had to think about like a Sarah Gordon that potentially is going to come back. So they sound like, you know, even though Vanessa Gilles is going to be um, headed out for not quite a year, um, still in a good place, I think, in that center-back position. And then we'll get Vanessa, Vanessa Gilles back, um, what essentially seems after the World Cup next year. So sounds like good, good situation for all parties involved. And um, you know, as bummed as I like Vanessa Gilles in the league, I'm excited to see what she does over at, in Lyon in France.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think you bring up in terms of like how – a move like this falls, you know, in between this cycle right now that we're just about to really embark on with, you know, the, this eight-month build-up to the, the World Cup, and then eventually, what will we'll be uh, an Olympic shortly after that, and would imagine that if you're a player of that caliber that this is something that's you know enticing to you as as a player sort of maybe get that challenge uh, overseas and get some different looks a different competition ahead of something like a like a world cup so exciting to see what what comes out of that for for yeah. your own and for a player uh, like Shield, but uh, not just Angel City announcing some player movement. Uh, Washington Spirit making the announcement that rookie forward tonight Alexander is uh, transferring to France as well, going to be with Montpellier Hill. Harold, excuse me, I do not speak French, but uh, she's also going to make a departure as well. So there's a, that's a bit of different compared to, to Gilles, Laura. This one is talking about that There's a, there was an agreed-upon transfer fee between mm-hmm. the two clubs that was announced on uh, this morning, quite frankly, before we even hopped on to, to this live. Uh, I mean, Alexander, you know, hasn't gotten too much time with the Spirit this season. Makes sense, mm-hmm. this move? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I think just exactly what you were saying, right? Like, I mean, I think when you look at the players right now for Washington, even though um, not the results, and we've talked about that, they've wanted. I mean, you look at that front line where Alexander will be playing, it's tough to crack into. I mean, those are world-class players, and it's it's not – there's not a lot of veteran players there either. There's some youth players that are playing majority of the minutes. So this allows a young player like Alexander – you know, rookie out of LSU, able to go get some more minutes, hopefully, and um, and then obviously an opportunity to always come back to the NWSL. So yeah. I think this is an exciting time, I've always said, in like women's soccer, because there are these opportunities, right? Go where, and just sometimes the, the fit works better elsewhere right now, or you, you need those minutes. So good on her. And um, I had an additional thought about Gilles, too, just now. Yeah not to retreat back, but going to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, for a player that had been injured as well, I think now gives her, if she is recovering or recovered now, she has, you know, months. Whereas yeah. in WSL, we have about a month left in the league and then it would be off season. So now this gives her kind of a springboard to get more minutes, get back into playing and um, 90 minutes um, fit, obviously leading into the 2023 season, which will be important for a lot of players who are playing at the international level. So, starts to make more and more sense when you start feeling back the layers too
0: yeah i would imagine that i mean you could probably speak to this as well as being a former pro like i would imagine that stuff like that is also discussed in these loans like right pending a physical or pending you know like that obviously those conversations were probably had and in light of a move like this being made is that correct
1: Yeah. yeah yeah certainly certainly all of those things would be being hashed out but excited for both of these players i mean i hope um you know do well both of them in france
0: yeah, and that's it's a good point I think you make about Alexander that even though it's kind of like a more of a not alone, it's actually a transfer to Dundee. that she's going overseas to, to France that doesn't necessarily close the chapter on, um, you know, a potential return to, to NWSL. I, I would imagine with the new CBA and, and something like free agency, if she eventually does want to make her way in, into the league, what that looks like, is it going to be with the Spirit? Is it going to be uh, with, with another team down the line? I don't know. We'll see. Something There's that will she- have
1: to She's a goal scorer, too. I had the um, privilege of calling a lot of her games at LSU last year, and she's fun. I mean, and we just haven't been able to see that consistently given, you know, the players that are in front of her right now. But she can score some goals, and I really hope that that shines for her because she has the quality in and around to, like, be a game changer.
0: Yeah, I love love watching players, like, sort of maybe – navigate a rookie season in NWSL and then find mm-hmm. themselves in a different league and then find themselves back into returning to So yeah. I mean, look what we're seeing with, with somebody like Maria Sanchez, right? Like, yep. leaving for a little bit, coming on back, and yeah. now she's, you know, nice week in job. and week out. She's week in and week out, one of these, like, players that you're constantly like, talking about. So, mm-hmm. so maybe this is another one of those players that we'll have to keep an eye on in terms of their, their career and the, and the next steps. Uh, another bit of news that, that dropped this morning, specifically, wasn't necessarily involving uh, players, Player movement, but it is some some club to club uh, news that should be discussed. The Chicago Red Stars announcing uh, that they have are launching a strategic alliance with BFL Wolfsburg Women. Interesting phrasing of uh, of this partnership. Uh, they announced uh, that the strategic alliance will see the two clubs collaborate and coordinate technical and business resources and create new global business opportunities between the two organizations. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Not too sure how to, to die dissect uh, this one, you know, um, essentially saying that as, as interest continues to grow around women's soccer, that the two clubs will essentially further expand their mark on the game within and outside of their domestic league. So is this, you know, perhaps something where we're going to see these two teams, uh, you know, maybe have a fixture or two against each other. You know, we've seen out of angel city specifically these, Mm -hmm. um, these kind of partnerships that we saw that they, they're connecting specifically with Mexican soccer. So we saw them have uh, an exhibition game against Tigres Feminil. We saw them have, uh, you know, launch Copa Angelina, which is, you know, a direct partnership with with, you know, Mexican Federation football. They're going to be playing games mm-hmm. against the Mex- the senior Mexican women's national team. Um, so there, within this announcement, there there isn't discussion about like, hey, there's going to be um, fixtures or friendlies taking place between these two. Clubs, but I, I wouldn't say that that's something that's possibly out of the realm, you know, a possibility yeah. in a partnership no like exact. this. <laughs> we want that. Yeah. Why <laughs> not? Awesome. Why not this Liga, right.
1: Yeah. I'm like, let's do it. Do you get the sense at all? I mean, I know you just saw that. Um, blurb come through but you get the sense that this could be any sort of partnership in terms of like transitioning of players as we saw with a little bit with like ol rain
0: and- but possibly i mean i mean before before angel city's arrival right yeah. there was the massive partnership between the rain and olympic leon and that yeah. was you know uh, that involved straight up inclusion of, of new like new ownership yeah. and and decision making and and obviously what was a rebrand and now we're sort of seeing a little bit of that unofficial uh partnership in terms of player to club and club and player player kind of stuff you know we saw um you know last year specifically with a flurry of of players coming into to OL Reign, whether it was you know Eugenie Le Sommer or yeah. Jennifer Marozan or Sarah Buadi and, and the impact that they had for OL Reign uh, down the stretch of of last season. So yeah, listen, if this is if this is shout out to eat <laughs> to sleep, eat repeat. I tell <laughs> you on that. If this is a way to get somebody like Lena Oberdorf into the NWSL specifically for the Chicago Red Stars. I'm, I'm here for that. That's, yeah. a, oh that's amazing.
1: Favorite in the Euros. Get her over here.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was like, Germany was, they were on a, on madness. Yeah. Mode. Right. Absolute madness mode in, in, in the Euros. Uh, curious to see if that's something um that would, you know, is going to lead uh, into into this for, for both teams, because on the one side, it's like, hey, here's a lot of excitement about and hypothetical things about like, hey, is there a possibility for, for players to start filtering into him to be sold? But, you know, I'm curious if there's a possibility for players who are interested in going overseas, having an outlet in Wolfsburg you know Mm -hmm. what does that mean for some of the younger players on the Chicago Red Stars team yeah who have obviously stepped up this season in light of you know kind of having so many departures in their in their offseason so very curious to see how uh this type of partnership continues to to evolve or what they're going to show in terms of the evolution of announcing this um Arnim Whistler the primary only saying within this release that this was apparently a partnership that they were working on um, over a year. Uh, Yeah. Just, just interesting. Usually stuff like that is
1: like, I love women's soccer. This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I was just kind of like, okay. I was just
0: like, uh, (laughs) and here it is. And here it is finally being announced (laughs) towards towards the uh, end of the scene. So uh, we'll see something to definitely keep an eye on and ask more about. And hopefully we'll get some more information uh, around that as the season continues to, to wind down. And really wind down. We got two weeks left, Lori. There's not a lot of time here in this season. We in fact there's there's midweek matchups that are happening. We got four games that we got to preview and make picks on. And we're gonna do that for everybody, but we're gonna take a quick break first. The baseball season
1: is in full swing, which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network.
0: All right, let's chat NWSL midweek action. What did I say? Not just one, not just two, but four games to keep an eye on tomorrow. If you're joining us live, these are all going to be kicking off on Wednesday, the 21st. Let's start right at the top. We've got New Jersey, New York FC going up against O.L. Rain. They're going to be kicking things off at 7 p.m. Lori, o. Rain on the road in this one. They're looking kind of lethal, but similar to Chicago, similar to Angel City, they haven't been able to get out of that fifth seed. We haven't been able to see them make that leap a little bit higher. They've been fluctuating very slightly, but mostly steadfast at number five. When you look at Gotham, we're looking at a team that's coming out a little bit differently week to week, playing competitively, making scorelines interesting, more narrow scorelines that we're seeing from this Gotham FC side. Uh, what are you looking at out of these two games?
1: Um, I think, you know, I think this is always an interesting time to be playing Gotham because they've lost, what they unfortunately, a record, right? I think it's 13 um, losing streak. But at the same time, um, I feel there's something about this O.L. Reign team. I feel yeah. like there's an energy behind them. I think we've heard them say, a few of them say it in like press conferences, conferences as well, that they're like, we're here to like win a championship, right? So I think that there's this extra motivation. Um, not that it hasn't been there in the years previous, right? Um, but yeah. I think I'll be pissed still about last year, losing to Washington at home in the semifinals. There's, you know, you're seeing Roosevelt, Megan, <laughs> you know, some of these veteran players step up in a, a period of time where you're just like, listen, it's go time. We're not messing around. Um, however, I, I, I think that they, they're, this is a midweek game Wednesday games, I feel like, are always tough when you're on the road as well, um, going against a, a Gotham team that has, quite frankly, quite a few weapons up top. So I, th- I was thinking about this game thinking it's about the midfield battle. If you have – if Jess shock's back, you have a fresh Jess shock who didn't play last game, um, does Quinn get another – get the start again? Um, what does that look like? But they are going, in my opinion, have to control the midfield. They're going to have to keep possession of O.L. rain and just limit – I think any transitional moments, because when yeah. you think about Purse, Anamanu, Monahan up top for Gotham, that's when they're even Christy Mewis coming out of the midfield. That's when they're most dangerous. So uh, keep possession, win the midfield battle, and allow for your outside backs to to cause some problems um, going forward, where they've been the most dangerous. So. So, are you going all rain in this one? Yeah, I'm going with all rain. I'm <laughs> doing it. I'll do it. I feel I'm also, I'm like I'm listening for also, a second. I do feel like, as a player, too, and I'll say this in the next couple of games, too, you're not going into these games being like, okay, if we get three points, that moves us up to 35 or 34 points. Like, no one's actually having that specific conversation. You're like, we need to get the job done. We need to, even if it's not pretty you get the three points on the road, you get some sort of result, right? Those yes. are the conversations that will be happening. And Oil Rain for sure will know that. And I think they also know if they can get the three points, that puts them in a way more secure place in this tight playoff race. Um, so I'm going with Oil Rain.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going with Oil Rain in this one too. Although, listen, I'm here to to for you and I to make the the mutual pick, but to also be absolutely incorrect. How much of an upset would that be Huge. Gotham FC get that elusive win mm-hmm. against the team like OL ring.
1: And I've been saying it these last several games too. Like I wouldn't put past Gotham I and mean, this team is much better than their record shows, right? They yeah. really are. And just haven't gotten the, the, the luck to fall their way and in, in a lot of ways. And so I wouldn't put it past it. I'm still going with OL rain given the stakes right now for them. Um, but, like, given our picks and how woeful those were last <laughs> weekend, I would be surprised, too, if Gotham comes yeah. out with a win. So I think it sums up the year on if they do get the win and how, how bonkers and wild it's been. So,
0: I, I, I am curious. I mean, when when you're a team, like, you made a good point right now. Like, if, if you're one of these teams, you're not going in there and having that certain type of, of mentality around it or attitude around it. But I am curious if, like, with, with what's potentially a, a quick turnaround, a heavier match load for uh, yeah. a team like the rain, like if maybe they do have a shift of mentality and they like, is this a game that you look at in your week ahead and say, this is the game where we're walking out of and we're getting all three points.
1: Yeah. Cause these are the game changers. The, the ones that aren't easy against teams that, um, you know, it's not the one versus two, right. Matchups is not in front of your home crowd, but these are like the, the things that change your season or put you in the best position possible to win championship and you also get a really good understanding of what you're made of because it might not be pretty right and you have to play a little bit differently like i said win that midfield battle score the goals early if you can put this game out of reach um but yeah these are the ones that like you rely on so i think still giving it OL well
0: yeah i feel that 100
1: percent let us pick that
0: I mean, look, Rose Lavelle and, and, and Megan Rapino have been putting together some, some pretty spectacular initial performances in some of these recent games. I would imagine that they might be given some some space and some pockets to, to utilize and continue to have some some highlight worthy moments. But we'll see. I'd love to come on here and, and talk about an upset as well. We've got Orlando Pride and North Carolina Courage going head to head as well. Also at 7 p.m. Eastern Look, we got a battle of two teams on the outside looking in here, Lori. And quite frankly, brink of elimination if you're on the Orlando Pride side and perhaps maybe a little bit of different energy if you're looking at things on the the Courage side. Uh, Coming off of a loss in North Carolina after – Going on a, a three-game win streak, and pride have, have cooled off a, a little bit. Going after going on that undefeated streak of their own, so I'm a little curious as to what we're going to see in this one. Is this the type of match that we might see some 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 moments and momentum of, of desperation, perhaps between these two? Who are you who are you picking in, in this one? For? Yeah,
1: I'm I'm going with North Carolina. I'm going with North Carolina, and the fact that like similar to an oil rain, except. Obviously, North Carolina is sitting outside that playoff race currently, but I, it's North Carolina as a team, you know, that has to me again how good they are is not re- reflected in in where they're sitting right now in their their the playoff race or outside the playoff race. And I think, you know, this North Carolina team is even though they've lost some you know, lost some critical games and haven't been, I think as steady defensively as we've seen them in years past. It's still a core group that knows what it takes to win. They won the challenge cup earlier this year Yeah, had, you know, have multiple NWSL championships under their belt and there's still a good enough group in that mix. That's used to that. And, you know, quite frankly, they could have won that game against OL rain. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I think about with this matchup is I'm curious about where Orlando is mentality wise right now. Um, three straight losses, Yeah, I was looking at a a stat that I actually didn't know just off the top of my head, but they don't have any players that have more than two goals. So this is the first season where a team right now currently doesn't have at least one player that has three or more goals. So they really heavily rely on a team as a whole. So I think that's what's going to be required in this game, whereas North Carolina – Um, not that, not that Orlando doesn't have game changers. So I very much believe Mm -hmm. that they do, but I think North Carolina, you can pick out any of those three up top of Ordonez, Caroline, Dabinia, and when two of them are off, the other one's on, right? When, um, other two are off another one's on. So you have a little bit more flexibility in your attack to get the job done. And so I think that in, um, in conjunction with, um, North Carolina is going to be pissed about that oil rain loss, and knowing that, you know, listen, we're not far off of getting into the the playoffs. We're 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 here to make this statement, and this is a a, this is an opportunity for us, right? So,
0: yeah, absolutely. It's um, I just think if you're yeah, if you're on the Orlando side of things, it's a it's a much different streak that you find yourself in than you were just a month ago, right? They're on a three game losing skid um coming off you know that that most recent loss and north carolina you know nothing to i don't think they did, they did don't have a whole much to a whole lot to hang their head down upon from that previous loss against oh rain you know yeah. i thought that was a pretty pretty competitive um match but between the two sides and it wasn't you know uh for lack of Chances in in the final third, I think for other team, especially North Carolina, I do wonder if maybe that's a game that they're looking at and and motivated, you know, by themselves and like, Mm -hmm. hey, like maybe there was a real opportunity for us to to make some some pretty big noise in Mm -hmm. in this playoff race. And we kind of dropped the ball on that, you know, not still having that 2-1 scoreline, but having that be by a forced own goal, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, maybe you're challenging your attack with that saying like, Hey, we actually didn't score any goals Mm -hmm. in this game. What are we going to do against this Orlando pride side? So, you know, we're, we're doing this, you know, on Tuesday morning, going live with everyone. So we don't have, you know, the availability reports just yet, but, you know, curious if, if Orlando, you know, still has somebody like Aaron McLeod out, you know, that I think is going to be a big, big factor for that team going up against, you know, that type of attack. So, uh, uh, we'll see, but I'm I'm going with courage um in, in this one as well. Uh to, to get all three points. Uh we've got Portland Thorns versus Racing Louisville FC. We're getting into some NWSL After Dark action here, Lori. This one's <laughs> gonna kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. You got a winner in this one?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure any of us like the after dark, but then secretly <laughs> we secretly love it too. So <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, bring it on. There's two games. Um Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to go with this general theme that we've been going with, which is um, kind of the teams that know what's at stake. And so Portland, they get the win here at home. I think they'll be pretty upset about um, not necessarily the performance, but not getting the result for the full three points. 29 shots, huge credit to AD French um, for for keeping those out of the back of the net. But know that they have to do better when you have that many opportunities on goal. I think they'll be pissed about that. I think when you have two players like Weaver and Sophia Smith each had seven opportunities in that game. They'll be pissed individually and, and their efforts um, just in, in terms of not scoring a goal, but um, still creating a lot of chances. So back at home, Portland, quick turnaround for them. But if they do win, sitting at first um, in that lone place in the BSL. So I think again, not that you're having those specific conversations, but you do know what's at stake and you're, you want a home field advantage. Um yeah in the in the playoffs, so you're going for it if you're yeah
0: i i'm with you i think we're we're going to get a result in this one and it's going to go you know by way of uh portland thorns Mm -hmm. i'm eager to see uh sophia smith uh turn it on against uh, a team like a team like racing they listen they're they they they're coming off of i'm sure what's uh you know, um, a a win that kind of maybe shifted their mentality. It feels good to get a win after not having had one since May 22nd, right? If you're, Mm -hmm. if you're racing Louisville. So um, it's good to sort of have that momentum going into a game like this, but you've got a Portland Thorns side that that's coming off of, of a, of a draw, a disappointing one at that one, Mm -hmm. you know, almost like very close to sort of stealing all three points. And then they got two stolen away from them as, as goals very late within like the final six minutes of that game against Kansas. Kansas City, so I'm I'm eager to see Sophia Smith get one or two or a couple in the back yeah. of, of the net in, in, in this game. Keep that golden boot. Right yeah, what was
1: right. gonna say? The right. golden boot. This that is how we're true. actually
0: here for, right? <laughs> yeah, no, and I and I like that from uh, uh, uh Sleepy Repeat. You know, you yeah. Jordan Bloomer and, and Parker going to get some pitch time. And we talked about that on the racing side of things. Like, what are these final stretch of games going to look like? for that franchise in the second year of their existence in NWSL. This is really about setting things up for next year. Are you going to continue to, to roll with your usual suspects in a game like this against Portland, or will you start to, to maybe give your depth, uh, your, your bench a couple, a couple more minutes. So, you know, in a game like this, uh, listen, I'm not <laughs> going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend to know what Viorga Jorgen has got <laughs> up his sleeve. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to know. Um, t-
1: that t- would t- be worth t- our time either. Yeah,
0: we two are done, you know, sort of trying to, to figure uh, that out. But like like I said, I'm I'm gonna be keeping probably a closer eye uh on Portland in this game just because of their place in the standings and, and their push in, in, in the playoff table, yeah. you know, entering this midweek in fourth place, a win could potentially get them back into first place before they go into their weekend fixture. So so we'll see. You and I both going. Portland thorns in this one. Last one, Laurie, we've got angel city FC going up against Washington spirit. Two teams announcing the player movement are closing out action on midweek. This one kicking off at 10 30 PM Eastern time. So make sure you have your late night snacks ready to go for, for this one. When, when you're looking at these two teams again, we got two bottom of the ta- uh, bottom half of the table type of teams. Angel City, similar to what I was saying about Old Rain, have been hovering in this seventh-place seed for weeks, have been unable to kind of maybe get some ground and, and make that leap to propel themselves into the upper half of the table. And you've got the Washington Spirit, mm-hmm miraculously and mathematically not eliminated out of playoff contention, but still need a madness of things to happen. When you're looking at these two teams, you got a winner. And why?
1: Yeah, this was a tough one for me because, you know, for the, uh, I'm just looking at the trajectory and I mean, I I hate, I can't believe we have to say it, but this is maybe the first time that the schedule is in favor of the Washington spirit this year. (laughs) <laughs> there was so much talk early on about, goodness gracious, they were like in such trouble because they, it was like random Mondays. We're like, are, this, are the spirits planned? So, um, and now it's Angel City that's coming off of that five game road, road trip scoreless in the last two, even though Washington is traveling, I feel like the trajectory, we're starting to see a little bit more glimpses of the the spirit team that we're used to seeing um, yeah. Sanchez, a goal and two assists in the last three games. Um I'm going with Washington and um, it's a tough call. I can see this one being a draw and I can also see, you know, it's an interesting one in terms of why this is tough because Angel City there, when you think they're out, they're not. Oh my goodness. And it's like massive credit to them, massive credit to their fan base. They're back at home now. Expect nothing less for them, them except for that fan base to show up. Like you've never seen before. And, um, but I do feel like something about this Washington spirit team um, really knowing what's at stake as well. And so does angel city, but I think the trajectory of where uh, Washington has been and, you know, so freshness of a, a new coach coming in too, for them.
0: Yeah, um, I'm
1: going, I'm going with Washington.
0: Okay. Listen, I, I respect the energy in that one. This, this was the game that was also sending me, back and forth as well. Mm-hmm. When I was looking at the four different matches <laughs> that we had yeah. to make picks for on a Wednesday, uh, I was like, which one of these games? There's got to be one of these games yeah. that has that typical midweek <laughs> be draw. This, and you yeah. know what? I think I want to stick with my gut and go with the draw in this one. But I feel you on the spirit. I was like, is this the game where they continue to 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 make the, the, the maddening math even more mad for the playoffs? <laughs> (laughs) push because like we said like their job right now is to just win they have to win out and while everything else sort of happens around them and I'm just a little bit curious. We're gonna to continue to see that. I'm I'm rooting for the chaos because who we, yeah. we love that type of stuff here. It gives us so much stuff to talk about. But I do wonder if this one does have the makings of a draw. But I and I do think it might be a, a low-scoring one as well. I'm really eager to see this turn into a goalkeeper battle. And I won't be surprised yeah. if it does. We've got Aubrey Bledsoe in in, in, in one in, in one corner of the net for the spirit, okay. and Didi Heritage, who I think has been having a really, really good yeah. second half of the season for Angel City specifically she's really been turning it on at the right time for this team so who knows maybe it is maybe I'll be right in this one maybe I'll get the draw and maybe it'll be a low scoring one as well because we'll get to see some fantastic saves in a match like this so I don't know we'll see we'll have to come back together and meet up and talk about the picks and talk about the results and see if we were correct or incorrect and listen again rooting for the we would love to come on here and talk about massive <laughs> massive upsets in and Midweek Madness for NWSL. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you all hopping on and being with us and listening to us make our picks throughout the matches. Thanks so much for listening to Attacking Third. As always, download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many more places. Please subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we go live. And Lori and I will be back on Thursday with so much more. For Sandra Herrera and Lori Lindsay, this was Attacking Third.